Hello and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We're glad to have you back. Hey, special day today, super special day. We have Mr. Marceau is back in the studio. And so we get to catch up on uh, some of the things that I talked about and uh, I talked about the exit of, of the business. We catch up on a few things there and uh, kind of his takes on or takeaways on uh, kind of what he felt about it and some things that he learned from it. Um, so, hey, today is a really special day to have him back. So I'm not going to say any more, but uh, man, it's good to have a brother back with me today. <laughs> we were, so speaking of Hartley, um, I guess it was, gosh, man, it was probably end of August. I think it was end of August. And uh, he said, man, you see, he'd been asked me, hey, let's go grab lunch. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. And I'm so tied up. And he and he knew that. Sure. So I said, when I when we get done, I promise we'll get together, let you know. He was like, hey, there's a great barbecue place in, in uh, 20. He said, let's go. And and uh, so I'm like, okay, we'll go. So we, we set a date, set a time. So I said, I'll meet you at your office. So so I said, hey, uh, I think I'd had the RS here. Ah, the GT4s. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and I said, hey, you know, either, I think I just, it's the only car I had. Because I had the other one back at the shop. Took my, my white car at the shop. And so I showed up in the yellow car. And I said, man, we, we probably we probably want to take your car because I'm doing this. And he goes, no way, dude. We're taking that car. And I said, okay, so here's the thing. If we're going to take this car, we're taking this car. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm driving this car the way this car is meant to be driven. So tell me now. We'll take your car. It's totally cool. He goes, no, 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 no. I want to I ride in it. Said, okay. So we're going over there. Of course, we get behind somebody. So it was nothing. So we go grab. So we, we finish lunch. This for an hour and a half, catch up. I hadn't talked to him. I haven't seen him in six months. Caught up. I'm like, okay, you know, the, so you know the roads from Forney back over. There's all mm-hmm. those hard 90s. And so uh, there was a car turned off after the first one. And after that, like, I'm, I've got, I'm breaking like into the turn. Like, <laughs> I am full, like, ABSing into the turn. And his eyes are big as saucers. He's, if there's anything to hold on to, he's holding on to it. His feet are firmly planted on the, on the uh, floorboard and he's saying all kinds of words and we get into the second turn and the car is like, you could hear it chirping like, and man, I mean, I'm just full like 8,000 RPMs and he is screaming like a little girl. It was amazing. (laughs) And he's like, what are you doing? I said, I told you. If we're going to take this car, we're going to take this car. So we got back and he was a little bit shaken. He was like, wow, that was great. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. Thank you. I I want to do that. I don't want to do that again. Ever again. Well, I'm just thinking about like the ergonomic complications of him even getting in that car. Well, and that was the other part is him getting the seat set right for him, you know, for him yeah. to, to get in it. Because he's a tall guy. He's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, something like that. Something right? like that. So, yeah. yeah and and. That car's not exactly made for people. No, you, you know, it It can hold someone that's probably six, seven, but you have to get everything adjusted. Well, right. so like can I, line, but I don't want to. The roof line is actually pretty high. <laughs> what did you say? I said, so can I, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so let me just say, let me be the first one to say two things. Number one, I owe you an apology. I asked if you'd listen to the other podcast. I know you haven't yet. Nope. So I thought, and just for everybody, and I I don't think I ever came back and said this. So I thought on the day we shot the last podcast that I, I had it in my brain schedule that that was the day, which was Labor Day, that we were going to record. And on the calendar, it was actually the day after Labor Day that we were going to record. 
And so I texted you on Labor Day, like, hey, I'll see you at 530 and didn't hear anything. So I'm like, well, I guess he's under a pool somewhere with a floaty. And, and uh, so I, I kind of, I didn't throw you in the bus. I was nice about it. I really was. You Small listen. Bus. I mean, it's, yeah. it's there. It's, Fair enough. You, okay. you, you can yeah. hear it. I'm not holding it. There's nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. Um, but I, I totally blew it. So it was my fault. So I apologize that I got the dates wrong and I had to do a solo podcast because I didn't look at my calendar. I forgive you. And and I, I don't even know where my phone was. I don't even know if I responded until the next day. I was in a floaty somewhere, I'm sure. Like, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But it, and I think even the second day you had something going, you could have made it anyway. So it didn't, didn't really make any difference. But let me also secondly say, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, it's good to be back. Like, um, we haven't, we haven't done this podcast as uh, just us two. And gosh, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to throw a number out there. I'm going to say it's maybe four and a half to five months. Yeah. I, I would it's say you're probably time. pretty darn so close to on, it. On, uh, on my first solo one since the sale, um, I kind of go into the kind of the timelines and talk through that. And, uh, and basically said, I'd done a lot of that, either done interviews with someone or done it myself just cause you literally couldn't get away. I yeah. Mean, you literally didn't have 20 minutes in the day mm. to get away. Um, so you know, sucks. You didn't, but at the same time, I appreciate, you know, you doing what you were doing. Yeah. Cause it was kind of important. It was such a hyper-focused point in time, you know, and like, I, I know that all of our listeners were just pining, right? Oh, and, I'm sure. But they of course were. we couldn't provide any kind of context about why I couldn't, you know, yeah. shoot a podcast, but it, it really was, you know, looking back on it, um, in, intense doesn't do the level of intensity justice. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that's one of the things I want to talk about was, um, you know, at least on this first one is, is a little bit about, I kind of gave my, my perspective on not the last podcast, but the previous one, um, it kind of gave my perspective on kind of how it went, but I was in a different position than you were. And I kind of gave a little bit of insight into, um, your world and Laura's world and Beth's world, um, and Bill and his crew's mm -hmm. world. So I, I kind of talked through all that, but I'd love to, um, get your take a little bit about, you know, your experience through that and, uh, and just kind of, what are your, some of your takeaways, uh, from, from, you know, just that whole, whole experience. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need a psychologist here, like next to me to unpack this whole thing. But, um, you know, it, it was, there was so much of it and still to this day that feels like it was either a year ago or like a couple of days ago, Yeah, you know, just because of the intensity of the process. And, and I, it sounds negative when I say it, you know, looking back on it, you know, there was so much, and I'm going to look back on that moment in time is one of the most beneficial periods of time in my professional career. There's no doubt about it. Right. Yeah. But there was so much that had to be done in such a compressed amount of time yeah. that, you know, once we signed LOI and once we became exclusive and got under NDA, it was like the floodgates opened yeah. and, you know, we were busy up to that point as well. You yeah. know, we're dealing with potential suitors and we're doing meetings and we're doing right. tons of zoom calls yeah. and, uh, you know, kind of working through what these, these potential deal structure is going to look like. And we're like, okay, this, you know, we're, we'll just, we'll do the diligence and it's just, it's going to be what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And then what they threw out, we signed the LOI in June. It was June around June 17th or so ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I know it was because I was in, um, LA for the U S open. Oh, that's true. I was out. Yeah. We went, went to the U S open. You were in LA and I was in, uh, uh, Palm Springs. Yeah. We're both in Cali. Yeah. And, and I'm there with my brother and my dad for the U S yeah. open and we signed the LOI. We're like, yeah. sweet. And then literally the next day I'm yeah. at the, the kitchen table of this Airbnb in North Hollywood on a diligence call. 
Yeah. Like that quick, not even 24 hours later. And we're jumping into the security posture, like, and starting there. Yeah. And there were so many different work streams. And, you know, I know that people that are listening to this, most haven't been through an acquisition process, but, you know, there's the overall command and control and there's the different work streams, right? There's marketing, sales, professional services, support, revenue recognition, APAR. There's, there's work streams that are defined by the diligence process that you don't even know were separate work streams, right? right? And the team that was on the other end doing the diligence process had three to four times as many people as we had in our entire organization. If not five to, yeah. Right. Organization, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the whole organization. The whole, sure. the whole organization, right? And there's outsourced diligence parties that are involved in this thing as well, right? From, from the financial and the operational side. So it was... We we were drastically outnumbered. Oh, like David Goliath for sure. Mm-hmm. And but we had a timeline, and the amount of people we had versus the amount of people they had doing the diligence process was irrespective of the timeline. It had to be done. Yeah. And so it was just wade in and just go to war. It was was frankly what it, it felt like. Just yeah. going to battle, yeah. getting it done. And I, I talked about that on on one of the, on the podcast, kind of going through it all. And I said, you know, it's it's there's there's several things that were hard about it one is just every single day you would have the biggest win of your career and then within two hours it's like you you just comp like you just finished 110 questions and two hours later you get 150 yeah and they're deeper and harder than the ones before and every day one of the things i talked about is our, our your mentality and my mentality mainly yours because you're in the middle of the deal just more than i am but it's like every day you have to get up and just think I can only deal with what I can deal with today. Right. I, I know I've got things to do and we've got to, you know, but I literally can't stress about anything other than just the things from my plate today. We have to plan for tomorrow, but you know, there's a timeline. We got to get this done, but literally every day is its own day. And, and uh, you know, that was the part that was such a struggle was it, it, it felt like every week, in that week was like a normal month. It felt like, right? Yeah. And so, and, and the crazy thing was, and I, I don't, I think I've shared with you a little bit about, um, I met with, uh, with Chris and Laura, you know, I guess, gosh, now it's been probably three or four, three weeks ago. And they were like, yeah, that, that actually went pretty smooth. You know, that was really pretty smooth. And you know, the one before y'all's was really hard. Y'all's was actually, you know, pretty easy. And I'm, I'm, I look at them and they went, Within reason, like the right. timeline that you guys went through was one that we've never had before. But, you know, she was, you know, Laura was saying, you guys stepped up so well that there was never a real big question about getting it done. It was just a matter of hammering it out. And so if you're, I guess if you're in that, if you do this for a living, like they do, it was pretty normal. But for us that would never been through that, you know, it's, it's all the stuff that you don't know what you don't know. And, and part of the thing I talked about on, the, on that first podcast was um, since the closing was just the fact of there's so many things that they pull the covers back on that you have to be transparent on. Yeah. And, you know, you start seeing your holes, you start seeing the things that you don't have. You start, you know, it, it, you begin to see your vulnerabilities that you haven't seen before and they have to because it's diligence, right? And all the, everyone told us ahead of time, you have to go through that. You have to be transparent. Attorney said, be completely transparent. You know, it's not going to be fun, but it, man, I got to tell you, I I know you felt this way too, is it sucks to have, you know, to open the robe and see that, you know, 
man, it's not all perfect. Man, and and I'm on the other side of it now, right? So yeah. I can look back and understand how incredibly important the transparency was now. Yeah. Because I can see how damaging it would be now if we hadn't been transparent then. Right. Right. Yeah. Like again, the majority of of us went went forward to the new company. Right. And there was no force field on August 11th that was going to protect me from the things that I said on August 10th, <laughs> right. come, come August 12th. Right. right. And, and so acting and operating with integrity yeah. and transparency, full transparency. Yeah. I understand now how important it was to do it yeah. then. And, and I'm glad that we did it the way that we did it. I started saying that was, and that was something that, you know, we were encouraged to do. I think Bill encouraged us to do it and Chris encouraged us to do it, but it's still, it's hard to do. And, and I can remember you and I having some discussions about, you know, man, this is some of these things are really tough to share. And you were like, you know, I, I'm going to be on the other side of this. I want to make sure that we're completely open and transparent because I don't want this thing biting me on the butt the day after. And I can remember having that conversation. And I remember talking to Chris and Chris like, look, here's the deal. Here's why they're asking all this stuff is they need to know in order to be able to get this thing kicked off quick. And now it makes more sense, I'm sure, to you. But, you know, it was cool that for you, I, I was good either way. I was like, hey, whatever we need to do. But for you, you know, it was super important to be, have complete integrity because it was going to be, it was, it was, it was going to open up at some point in time. Yeah. And better open it up now and, and you know, show everything than later. Because number one, it would be bad for me because it was important for me to be transparent, right? Or things wouldn't have gone well but it's also for you. So I'm glad that worked out. Well, think about it this way. It's so counterintuitive for us when we feel like we're under attack. And I know it sounds extreme to say that, but when people are, are fathoms deep in your financial or your operational or the, the, you're, you're fully exposed, right? right? And it feels as though the, the probing questions are an attack. Yeah. We're, we're taught to circle the wagons. Right. We're taught to, we're taught oh. to, to clam up and, and be yeah. defensive and, and to defend what it is that you've built. It's instinct. And it's, it's a visceral instinctual reaction. Right. Right. Um, but it, it's, it's so counterproductive to, to the diligence process yeah. and doing that may save you some short-term discomfort and like for conversations or right. meetings or things like that. But I promise you it will bite you in the ass. Yeah. 60, 90, 180, two, three, four years later, it will bite you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're seeing it now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very, I'm excited and, and happy that we went about it the way we did it. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, a fun process and it wasn't a joyful process. There were some wins in the middle of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, that was for me, some of the takeaways because I wasn't involved in the, in the execution side of things. Cause that's just not who I am. Um, but for you and the, and the team that we had to knock those things out and to see those things being knocked out, I guarantee you from the outside, just looking in of watching you guys was pretty darn impressive. I mean, for the amount of people we had and the type of people we had, and that's not a knock, but we just, we didn't, we'd never been through that before. Right. It was pretty darn impressive. You guys knocking that stuff out. You know, and for me, the crazy thing is like that type of moment and that type of chaos and deadlines and timelines is my strength. Yeah. That is where I live. And yeah. that is me operating at yeah. my, my optimum performance yeah. is in those types of moments. Did and, you doubt that there for a little bit though? Like, do I, is this really my strength? <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> nobody ever wants it to be 
it's it's almost a like a sick joke that your yeah. strength is like living in yeah. in the chaos and the blood and the guts yeah. of things. Um, but you know, looking back on it, there, there were there were moments like a, acute moments where I'm like, dude, like this this is impossible. Yeah. But you just finish it. Yeah. Check the box. Yeah. And move on to the next yeah. one, and just keep living checkbox by checkbox, right? Yeah. And 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 for me, it was like being back on the battlefield and and the command and control elements and and picking out the most important part of the battle, the most important part of the operation and executing on that task in the moment while continuing to set up your shaping operations and then move on to the next task and not get too diluted and try to try to do too many tasks at one time because nothing, you know, like it's, you're going to struggle to succeed if you do that. It was crazy how similar it was in those moments to being on the battlefield. Wow. It's crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know, I talked to, on on that podcast. I said, you know, you have a you have a threshold of of the the things you feel like you can go through. So if you if you go through, you know, scale of one to ten, one being the easiest, ten being the hardest. You know, before that process, you know, I thought I'd been through some eights, but what you figure out when you've been through that is I've probably been through some fives and sixes, mm-hmm. five and halves, and now now you have a new eight, right? And I talked about um, my buddy Israel who's literally life and death in the bed and, you know, was, could have gone either way. And, you know, to him, you look at, then you ask him what that level is and he, he would tell you something different. Yeah. We've never been through that. So for every person, the takeaway for me was, you know, you can go, you can handle way more than you think you can. Right. So I'm interested to talk to you since this is the first time we've done this. So what are your two big takeaways that you learned from the process? You can be three. I just, I know I, 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 number one is the importance of, of having good people and, and trusting those people. Yeah. Um, because if, if you have the right people around you as a, as a group, you know, whether, whether it's a group of three or 30 or 300, you can do so much more than you ever thought possible. And we had some people absolutely step up and shine. Yeah. Right. And Beth being number one right absolutely. there at the top. Yeah. You know, Beth is, is literally one of the saints that walks this earth. And the way that she handled that process with grace, with grace and poise, the, um, it was just, it was incredible to watch it. It was. And you know, David Wells, to watch him step up, you know, yeah. and, and there's a handful of other, Chris Vickery. I mean, I could go on and on about, yeah. about the quality of people that we had and the, how they exceeded every expectation that I could have ever set for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and number two is <laughs> trusting outside resources. Yeah. You know, and hiring the people that become a force enabler allowed us to get the deal done. Yeah. You know, like HGP. You know, oh, like yeah. You run out of superlatives to to describe <laughs> Chris and Laura yeah. and Brooks and Garai yeah. and Jake and yeah. I mean, they're they're the best in the industry what they do. And not only are they really good professionally, but they're just cool people to work with. Yeah. And had we not had a partner with them and, you know, Bill, Bill and Bill's team is, is the exact same way. Like those outside resources will be the force multiplier that'll get, that will get the job done. Right. Yeah, totally. And I I couldn't agree more. I I gave them all shout outs on that podcast, but, but the key to it was, is number one, find the right people. And, and then once you've, once you've found them or you have them, trust them. Yeah. Right. Just let them go and, and communicate you know, communicate with them your expectations. Most people want to meet your expectations, but you have to tell them what they are in order for them to do that. One of the other things that was kind of cool was 
to see, and you mentioned several of them just a few seconds ago, is when the pressure was on, when things had to have happened, there were some people that stepped up and there were some people that didn't. Yeah. And to see the ones that stepped up to the plate and smash the single when they needed to or the double or, you know, under pressure situations or, you know, maybe had to, to work extra at night because things had to happen that night in order to get that done. You know, some people handled that well, some people didn't. And the ones that handled it well, you know, those people kept, kept rising to the top and those people are moved on and they're now, you know, they, they followed the company. Right? Yep. And, uh, and hopefully we'll do really big things there. So it, it helps you by seeing them do that. It helps you build faith and trust in those people to know that they can do it. And it helps you rely on them more. And also it's good for them to know that, Hey, they have new limits too, right? Just like yeah. we learned, they learned too, which is really important. Yeah. And, and I, maybe the third point is, is I've learned acutely in through this situation that, that age old saying of when somebody tells you and shows you who they are, believe, believe them. them. Yeah, that's very true. Believe them. And that spans the spectrum of emotions and, and performance capabilities. When people tell you that and show you that they're a high performer, believe them yeah. and trust them and empower them to yeah. be really good at it. Yeah. And when people show you that maybe they're not such a high performer and they're, they're hurting the organization, um, don't remain beholden to that type of person yeah. and let them go and, and see the organization thrive. Right. Yep. So when, when somebody tells you and shows you who they are, believe them. Yep. And, and a lot of people will tell you, but at the show, the show part becomes really and look for that because that's the evidence, right? Yeah. A lot of people talk big game, but when it comes down to, you know, irons in the fire, things about to get tough. That's, you know, what they show you next is what, is what you should believe. That's really true. That's good. Um, and there's some business topics too, but I'm sure we'll probably cover that at another, yeah, at another point we'll, in time, we'll but at another point in time, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to, I want to end this by saying this and I, if you haven't listened to the other one, so you'll have to, you've been a little bit busy too. Um, but man, I, I am, I'm thankful for you. And, uh, you know, I, I could have, there's several people that were part of the process that, you know, switch people in and out and they would have done fine. Um, you know, Bill, Bill was Bill and his team were amazing. We probably could have found another attorney group that probably would have been 80%. We could have got it done. Um, but it, it wasn't the same without them. But I got to tell you, man, the one key to this whole deal was you. And um, I'll be forever grateful for you for not just, not just because of the result, but seeing how you did it and seeing that you showed who you really were. Um, it made me proud, but made you made me love you even more because um, you you are exactly who you say you are, and uh, not a lot of men in this world um, can I say that about. But you are, and I'm I'm thankful and I'm proud of you, and I'm proud to call you friend. I appreciate that. And you know, when when I came to Access five and a half years ago, you know, I I came here for a specific goal, and that was you know to to help you gain a successful exit out of this business and for you and your family and and part of that. And I didn't appreciate it then. Like I appreciate it now, but was the love that I have for your family, you know, for you and Jamie and Sophie and Reagan. Like I think of you guys as family and I love you guys and being able to use that emotion to help push through to the end and see the successful outcome and see what it's going to do. And, and, and just completing the journey was important to me. And, and a lot of the driver for that was, because of the love and adoration that I have for you and your family. So for me, there's no other way in the world I ever would have done it. The, the only ending to this story 
was a successful outcome for you and your family. That was it. And that means a lot to me. It does. Um, you're a good friend. And uh, I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm a very, very lucky guy to have a guy like you in my life. Um, and like I said, said in the other podcast, you know, we, we talked about this. We were having coffee. It's like, man, I'm really excited because you're still crazy 12 <laughs> hours a day. I'm Hopefully that'll slow down sometime soon. And, I'll, and I'm traveling so much now. But I'm ready to just go hang out. Like, yeah, let's go grab a drink and just hang out and talk about life and stuff and not talk about work. And, you know, I, I can promise you this. I am done talking about diligence. I'm done talking about stuff. You know, we still have a few hang hangover things that are still, uh, I think you finally got the, the title to, to Taylor, right? Yeah. Thank finally. God. Yeah. I That's think that done. was the last thing. I'm still yeah. working. I'm still got one thing left. I got to get to him. So we're still kind of dealing with some of that stuff, but man, I'm, I'm really, you know, like we have, we have coffee, just about every Friday when I'm, when I'm in town, you're around. Um, but it's, man, it's so much fun that we get to catch up on stuff and it's not, it's not stress on me or you that we got to come up with an answer for things. Like we get to just talk about stuff. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of like we used to. And so mm -hmm. I'm, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. It's, it's going to be really cool. People but, don't uh, realize that, you know, I think because they saw our dynamic, they thought that we'd hung out together all the time. Yeah. And, you know, we really did have those boundaries in place and yeah. we would do a dinner or lunch occasionally. But when I say occasionally, it was, it was a couple rare, of times a year. Rare. Yeah. And, and so to, to be able to, to get that friendship side of it back now that we're done, it's going to be, yeah. 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 be pretty cool. Yeah. You got, you got a lot of access to my wine closet that I'm pulling things from Grayley's <laughs> now. But I don't may send you back with a couple of bottles. So, hey, you know, let's go. It's okay. <laughs> hey, I enjoyed this. It's good to have you back. Um, love you, brother. And uh, yeah, until next time. I love you too. It's good to be back. Thanks, buddy.